The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. Although I'll say that this week, so much has happened that I actually don't feel like I know as much about everything that was announced this week as I probably should. Well, lucky for you, Teresa, we're here. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I was going to say, the good news is Jane and I were both on top of things this week, which doesn't always happen, but we were this week. This we week. were right on top of that, Rose. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, um, yeah. So, we're good. And we are going to actually, that's our topic today, is we're going to run down a whole big news galoopa, palooza, blah, vomiting all over uh, the microphones here in just a little bit. But first, let's introduce ourselves. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And as I mentioned, like tons of news. I mean, it just was plopping all over the place this week. And we are going to jump in and cover a whole bunch of it. And because because we know our audience and we know why you're here. We're just going to rip off that bandaid and we're going to talk about run Disney off the top. Um, because I know there's uh, some confusion and some concerns and all of that good stuff. And I am just going to lay it out with what I know and, it, and what we know at this point in time, which by the way, as always with the caveat, everything could change between the time we record this and the time that it actually comes out. Um, But I just want to touch base as to what happened this week, which was we got some faux news. It was really not news. Teresa, I don't even know if you this like managed to blip on your radar at all. Did you see any of this discussion online? Yeah. So I, so this is what I kind of caught up with. I think there was an Instagram post that had people like, oh, wait, is something about to happen? And then there was something that got put on a website that was probably not approved and should not have been put on a website. Well, my take on it is a little bit different. (laughs) Um, What I think happened is somebody, some super sleuth in the Ren Disney community, was tinkering a little bit in the back end of the Ren Disney website. Um, And the reason... I believe this happened is because it's happened before. People have done it in the past. In fact, back in the day where I took great joy in breaking all kinds of um, news and like to be the National Enquirer of Run Disney, um, I had my sources that essentially did that kind of thing for me. And every single time they did it, what they found was accurate-ish, meaning what they would find is they were able to find like the staging sites, the staging landing pages, the the websites that, um, you know, they're prepping it to get ready to go live, right? But it's obviously not ready for the public eye. And I think that's what happened in this case. I think some super sleuth was back there. They f- stumbled across this. They were super excited about it. They, of course, shared with the entire community and it, you know, rages like wildfire like it does. And What it also does, though, is when that happens is it confuses a lot of people. (laughs) Um, And in this particular case, I think what we saw was real in the sense that it was on the Run Disney site. It absolutely is um, a legit link. It wasn't a a hack in the sense that somebody was faking it just to get your personal information. I don't think that was the case. Um, But the information that was shared that is shown on that that landing page that we got, I don't believe is 100% accurate. I think it's 
positive and that we can all get excited about it on one hand, but I don't think things like the dates are, are a hundred percent accurate. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of my take on what happened. Um, and again, that's from the experience of years and years of <laughs> being that person who'd like to find that information and post it on my website as soon as I could find it, you know, and share it with the world because I was so excited myself. Um, I've just learned that, you know, sometimes things just aren't ready to be put out in the public. And there's a reason why it's not ready to be put out in public. And in this case, I think that's what it is. Um, in particular, I want to address what was found with Princess Half Marathon Weekend, because the dates that they show for Princess Half Marathon Weekend are traditionally not the dates of Princess Half Marathon Weekend. That was, in fact, like what I think last year's Princess Half Marathon Weekend was supposed to be. So it, so it appeared to me that whoever was creating this landing page, this site, this whatever, the staging site, um, they just changed it to 2021. They didn't change the actual dates of what we hope to see from Princess Marathon, Half Marathon Weekend. And I think that caused additional confusion to people thinking, oh, I need to change my dates. I need to change my reservations. I need to, I, I don't think you do. I, I think our original assessment or thinking thought process until run Disney does something different should hold true that it's going to follow the patterns of the, the previous race seasons, which is princess happens the weekend after president's day weekend, not the weekend that was showing up on this particular website. So yes, uh, I, I don't think any of this was ever meant to be shown or to go live or to be seen by anybody, but it also was something that you could only get to if you had the link and then you logged in. When you when I first just went to rentdisney.com and logged in to manage my account, I didn't see any of that information. None of it was showing up. So it was definitely a specific link that somebody found to a specific site that wasn't officially live yet. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, the good news is it appears, and I feel that we can take this as a positive thing that something is happening on the back end of run Disney, that they are preparing, that they are pushing forward with, um, some run Disney races. Um, I kind of feel like if they were going to be virtual, we would know at least something about wine and dine at this point. So the fact that they have said nothing leads me to hope and to believe that they are truly holding off until they have to make that decision. And there is no point of no return, you know, kind of situation. And, and they just don't have time to put on a race anymore. So then they'll turn it to a virtual. Um, so I'm hopeful that this does mean that now that kind of this Disney wheels are churning, because you'll see when we talk about all the news that we're about to report, Things are happening and things are happening really fast and so fast that I, it, it's kind of hard to keep up with it all, which is also why we decided to do this this episode is because we wanted to just like lay it all out there for anybody who's trying to determine if they're planning their trips um, for this summer or this fall. And um, I just feel like this is good news for the Run Disney community, but it's not the news you were looking for. It is not official. It is not guaranteed. The way that these the, the landing pages showed up really didn't give us a lot of information. Um, so, yay, but calm down. <laughs> yay, but don't change anything yet. Like let's let's wait. And I and I feel like um, now that they know that we found that information, that could also have kind of goosed them a little bit to maybe come out with an official response sooner rather than later. But who knows? We'll see. So yay. <laughs> ish. Ish. Yay, yay ish. Yeah. Um, something else Jane and I had actually talked about too off mic is that I, I think is important for Ren Disney community to keep in mind is how, it, no matter how excited we are getting about these races, there's no guarantee they are going to look exactly like the races we had before the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we were just talking about things like hotel rooms that are pretty scarce if you go and try to book a hotel room right now. And obviously not all hotels are open. Um, but, 
you know, are they going to go back to full 100% capacity of the races that we had? We don't know. Are they going to go back to giving us opportunities to stand next to characters and take photos? We don't know. Um, you know, they did test out just like character selfie stations at a Tink weekend a million years ago. And of course, it was like unheard of, and everybody was very upset about it. And they adjusted that pretty quickly. But is that more the norm now? Like, are we now a little bit desensitized to like, needing to be on top of a character that like a selfie spot would just be enough for us. Um, If they don't go to full capacity, does that mean that they charge more for the races because you have to make up that money somewhere to offset the setup costs? Is it possible that not all hotels are race hotels? You know, there was a time many moons ago when I first started running, there was always, you know, one value, one moderate, one deluxe hotel, and that was it. And if you weren't at those hotels, you didn't get bus transportation, you had to figure it out on your own. And that included if you stayed at a DDC. So um, could we go back to that again? Maybe. So there was like a lot of things that, um, you know, that Patty and I were going through, and it's just, we just don't know. Um, But it's more like, be prepared that everything won't look exactly as it did before. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like that at at the very least whatever the first race is that we get is definitely going to be maybe maybe a one off, all right? It might be like the trial balloon, right, that they float out there. Um so say cuz I I was looking at, you know, um some of the calendar stuff and the information, there's there's a chance it's a rapidly closing window, I feel, but there's a chance wine and dine could still happen. Um, and wine, and, but but if wine and dine happens, it could look very different because it's going to be the first race back. Um, it's going to be in the fall where who knows what's going to happen with the pandemic between now and then, right? Um, but uh, I just feel like, you know, there's a chance that it could just be a smaller race or it could be very scaled back. It might be like, sure, we'll let you guys come and run, but we're not going to be able to offer you hashtag all the things that we used to do. Um, Or they may take it a different route and like take this, they may have taken this whole time off to reinvent the entire program. We don't know. They haven't shared anything with us. So just something I want the community to kind of keep in mind and tuck in the back of your head is that, you know, to say everything's back to normal. I don't feel that's, I don't, I don't know. I'm just like cautioning people that normal is going to be a little bit different in all the things that we're looking at um, going forward. And it could include the races and how they're, how they're handled. You know, Jane and I talked about this too, is like maybe they do, multiple 5Ks, right? So they have a 5K that starts at five o'clock in the morning and then they have another one that starts at nine o'clock in the morning and they don't open Epcot until 11.30 or 12, right? That could happen one day in order to allow a lot more people to run, but also allow the feeling of more space. Uh, You know, I I I don't know how much of a concern they are concerned about that at this point in time, particularly when you look at, the way the rest of the resort is is acting and is being is 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 being treated right now when it comes For to real. pandemic, like they just may not care about that anymore, right? That may not even be a, an issue or a concern. So it it could be completely, totally, quote unquote, normal um, when we do get back to running. But I just want to caution that there's also a chance that they they didn't that they they're making some changes and it's just some things that we've been talking about and thinking about and it definitely could be like character selfie stations instead of running up and getting your character right um there may be multiple races there may be less races like what if they take the 10k away and they just do the half and the 5k again because they're going to run the half marathon on two days i mean we don't know right i mean there's just all kinds of ways that maybe depending on how they're thinking and how they're viewing the safety of their guests and business, because bottom line, 
They really don't care about us. I hate to be the ones to tell you guys that, but it's true. It's so true. Run Disney does not care how much we want to come. They only care that we will come and that we will pay the premium price. That is what they care about. Um, Okay, I will say this. I actually think that the Run Disney team and Run Disney as a whole does care. I think the Walt Disney Company does not care. <laughs> yes, yes, no. That that's 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 correct. Yes, I will have to. I have to agree with you that. I sh- shame yeah. on me for like lumping Run Disney into that because that is probably true. I do believe they care about their runners. They care about how passionate we are and how much we want to come and do this. But you're right. The people above them who make the final decisions of things, mm, I don't. They're not in our groups, right? They don't understand how we are. So I, El Chapo I def- doesn't care. No, 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 no. <laughs> and no. that's why they are our theme park villain. That's correct. <laughs> correct. So, um, so anyway, so I think that's that's what we have for now. So to to just kind of sum it up, the 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 true answer is nothing official has been put out by Ren Disney. Um, nothing that I I personally and I've been running these races and obsessed with everything, all of the little nitty details and all the gritty. Trust me, I like love the gossip. I have been obsessed with this since 2011. <laughs> um, and based on what we saw this past weekend when the links came out and stuff, I think it's hopeful. But I don't feel that there's anything um, solid that you can hang your hat on just yet as far as dates or registration or um, anything. Um, Following up with my travel agent hat on, I can tell you 1000% no travel agent knows anything. Like nobody has been given detailed specific instructions or information about these races. We do not even know if the travel agent program will be part of Run Disney 2.0. So that's something else to keep in mind. If you were hoping to to use your travel agent to get bibs, we hope we can do that too. Trust me, that's something we all want to do. Um, but we just don't know if that's going to be an option yet. And if you want to know if it's going to be an option, and if you want to know if I can help you get bibs, definitely come join our Facebook group, No Guild Disney. That's where we're going to put all this information as it comes out. And also uh, sign up for the newsletter, the No Guilt Disney newsletter, and I will keep you guys informed. Trust me, I only send that out like once a month or if some breaking news happens that's really important that I think you might need. I don't spam your box. Nobody likes that. I hate it. Don't do it. Um, Okay. Anything else Run Disney related? Oh, and (laughs) FYI, no, there's still no Run Disney at Disneyland. Just for those people who are still holding out hope. Still nothing. I feel like... I feel like you're talking directly to me. Well, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, are you excited when Disney's coming back? I'm like, no, couldn't care less. But if you tell me that it's at Disneyland, what time do I have to get up to start training? Amen, <laughs> amen, amen. Um, okay, so I think that solves, that That answers all the Run Disney questions. So, uh, Teresa, do you have any questions as an outsider that you want me to try to touch on? Um, so the only thing, just in case anybody did not see the pages yet, um, could, could you say like what was on them in terms of like the one I saw had to do with like when the marathon stuff was going to go on sale? I think you posted that in the group. So that's the one image I saw. Um, but what just in case anybody did not see these posts yet, like what information tentatively did they put out there? The Ren Disney on their official Ren Disney Instagram posts put a goal without a plan is just a wish and it's cute and it's a little track it's got a little running mickey on it and that sent everybody going crazy going oh my gosh oh my gosh they're gonna tell us something they're gonna tell us something (laughs) i was so convinced that like the run disney community is like also fans of Taylor Swift where they're trying to put together <laughs> like whatever they can piece together to come out with what secret message they've coded to us. And I'm also like, I don't, I don't think that's really like a secret message. I think it was just like a photo. <laughs> okay. So yeah. And from what I know, at least of social media and again, from years and years and years of watching how run Disney's progressed and, and run once upon a time back in what, 2013, I think might have been the last year, maybe 2014 was the last year. They had a live person on Twitter all the time. 
They oh would, God, remember that? <laughs> it was so fun. It was so much fun. They would answer you back. You'd go back and forth. They, they, you would ask, be able to ask a question and they would actually respond to you. Okay. But that was also like, they only, it was a very short period of time. Because I remember, didn't they start doing it at, um, it was the Tower of Terror where I showed up with two left shoes. <laughs> well, that was, the, that was the peak. That was the peak of Run Disney Twitter. Um, oh they did, God. they did actually have somebody who was manning the Twitter, um, before that. And that person was pretty responsive and would contact back and forth. But that night of Tower of Terror, um, <laughs> of Jane of two left shoes, um, <laughs> was absolutely Absolutely, the most fun night on Twitter ever, um, and it's because somebody else that I used to know from blogging connections he took over Twitter that night, and he was hilarious, and he was always so much fun. And um, so, yeah, so he he actually took care of it that night. But after soon after that, um, staffing changed, and then not only did staffing change, I think priorities changed. And when the staffing and the priorities changed, the social media kind of went by the wayside. So if you notice on Instagram, they post a picture, but they don't ever comment or respond back. Same thing with Twitter. Same thing with Facebook. Um, They just don't, it's not a back and forth. They put it out there and they let you spew whatever you want to say on, on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook, but they, they, I've not seen a response from Ren Disney in years, in years. So this yeah. also leads me to believe when people got so excited and did the Taylor Swift, like, what does this mean? You know, thing. Um, I was kind of like, it probably means they scheduled that <laughs> six months ago and forgot about it. <laughs> um, because you can schedule in advance for tweets and social media to go out. And you don't have to actually be a live person pushing the button. You can schedule it months, weeks in advance. And that was my guess is that somebody... I like I'm with you Jane. I don't think they're like playing any games with us. I don't think they're over there like going hee hee hee. Now we'll see what they do, you know. I don't think that's happening. I think it's just they Not have they have some posts that they're putting out there and every right. now and then they update it and, you know, there it is, right? Anyway, yeah. so that came out first. Yes. Yeah, so that Instagram thing came out first. And then um the day later then a a day later somebody in one of the facebook groups discovered this link shared it and it got spread around all over the place the first it was shut down well like but the first very quickly the first link went to the landing page for um the 2022 marathon weekend and the dates were totally off that's like the main thing is like they were seven days of races and the race week and they were like i don't know like friday to wednesday or something i don't know it was just the, the the dates did not line up with what we would typically expect to see for that race weekend so that was the first kind of tip that this was wrong um that landing page also said though that registration is going to start july 20th 2021 that maybe that date's correct we'll have to see but um i don't feel that the race dates that they put in there were accurate unless they are really like you know like we talked about they're throwing us a curveball and they're changing the way they do these races around completely in which case everybody needs to be prepared that this may look totally different than it did in years past you know there may not be a dopey anymore there may be like three waves of 5Ks instead because they want to spread people out. I mean, we don't know because they haven't told us anything official what they're thinking. So that was one link. And then the second link somebody found was for Princess Half Marathon Weekend. The same basic idea, except this one just said registration coming soon or something. It didn't have any registration dates regardless. And it had... um, the weekend uh, that was that is going to be actually um, President's Day weekend, and historically that is not the date. They it's such a busy day, it's such a busy weekend for the the resort. Um, they've never thrown a race on that weekend. It's always the following weekend. So once those guests have like cleared out and left is when the runners start coming in. Um, so that's what was, those were the two links that found there was no link for wine and dine. And there was no link for, um, star Wars that's being changed anyway. So we don't know anything about those two. Um, but that's, that's what was actually out there. 
And then, yes, like Jane said, Disney shut it down. I think when their website got hit so many times, when the server was kind of going crazy, um, they were like, whoa, 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 why is this happening? And that's when they turned around and they shut it all down. So those links are no longer um, able to be used. All right. So let's get into um, some of the changes that are happening at the parks that could also play into what is happening at Run Disney. Yes. Yes. Let's, let's start that. Um, Teresa, take it away. What do we got? All right. Um, so I guess we should start with, I'm assuming what is the most exciting news for most people. And it was something that a few episodes ago, we were even theorizing about when is this going to happen? Um, fireworks are coming back. And I think because people could hear testing of Epcot forever a couple weeks ago, it was kind of people were feeling like it might come back. We know that there is a big holiday coming up that is very fireworks centric. Um, but so Disney did announce that fireworks for Walt Disney World are resuming on July 1st. And so that will be both Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom and Epcot Forever in Epcot. And also Disneyland, we're not forgetting about you. Uh, Disneyland on July 4th, you will get Mickey's Mix Magic, which I'll be honest, I had to look up what that was because I was like this, apparently it, it that debuted in 2019. Um, but so di I, I did not know what that fireworks show was. But anyways, fireworks are coming back. Woo! So is it wrong that when you said this is something that people have really been talking about and are really excited about, I thought we were going to talk about the Ohana noodles? <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about that, <laughs> which that, I mean, I think people probably are more excited that, well, people were angry and then excited. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Much more passionate about the noodles than pretty much anything else that has been announced lately. Pretty much. But, um, but yeah. So I'm excited about the fireworks. I definitely am going July 1st. Because I was that person <laughs> that immediately was like, fireworks, go book a pass. Um, so and I, I assume you made Magic Kingdom. You're doing Magic I Kingdom. I did, fireworks. yes. I'm going, going to see Happily Ever After. Um, and then I'm really excited because it's my birthday. So I'm like, the following week. So when we go for my birthday, we'll have fireworks. And then I'm going to go to Disneyland and they're going to have fireworks. So really, that only um, brings me to one last question, which is, when am I getting paint the night? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I feel like we need to put an asterisk on getting fireworks at Disneyland because, again, if you don't know at Disneyland the fireworks, wind. it's like, maybe. Is it going to be windy? Maybe not. <laughs> so true. It's so true. Because um, I'm going with uh, some friends of mine and they said when they went to Disneyland in two 2019, they never got to see any of the fireworks. And I was like, why? And they were like, well, because it was too windy every night. So they kept canceling them. And I was like, oh, that's right. I forget about that. So... Yeah, that's exciting. Um, we should add that for July 4th at Walt Disney World, there will be no special fireworks. So like normally we do, I don't know, whatever it is, our salute to America or something. There will be none of that. It will just be happily ever after and Epcot forever. Um, and also the Boo Bash, which went on sale this week and has some sold out dates. The Boo Bash will not have specialty fireworks at that party either. So just want to clarify. Womp womp. But you know what? They've got sold out dates. So what do they care? That's it, right? So I mean, I guess we'll just roll right into that. So Boo Bash is on sale and it's selling out. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, if you want, you know, uh, less experience for less time, but for more money, <laughs> go get your Boo Bash ticket. Sign um, me up. Yeah, Sign me up. Well, you are you are going though. Like I say that jokingly, but you actually are going to plan on going, right? I am. I I have not. Uh, I have not yet purchased my tickets because it was just a very very crazy week. But I am also not planning on going on opening night or Halloween or any of the places that really sold out. I go on like a random night. So right, 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 right. we're good. Cool. Cool. Uh, also one important thing to note, um, all, all, all of the Disney parks are open worldwide. Finally. Well, this is the first time I think it was this week we got Disneyland Paris open and that mm -hmm. marked all of them opening uh, for the first time since January of 2020. Which Isn't that wild? It's very wild to me. It's like 18 months of, you know, Disney somewhere not 
it's crazy, but, um, but yeah, so that's something to kind of celebrate. And that being said, Disneyland, if you remember, uh, was only open to California residents. It is now open to everyone, which is why Jane has her whole package. She's ready to go. Um, Disneyland is open. And the first day of everybody showing up at the gates of Disneyland looked a little, cr- uh, little, little on the wild side. Like it looked pretty intense. Um, it's like the usual. No, it was not the usual. I sent you that no. video. They were going down the street. They were like, on let the- me. Let me finish my statement. It is the usual for a first day of anything. Like it's always out of control on the very first day. And then it like simmers down. It has simmered down. It looks like um, I know that there was a bunch of uh, folks who have been looking at um, the app and checking like wait times and stuff like that. And honestly, y'all, if you can make your way over to Disneyland, this does not look to be a bad time to do so. It looks pretty nice. So I highly recommend, um, I don't know if I've said it before, but uh, one of my very favorite Instagram accounts is Michael Does Disney. Um, First of all, he is just like the happiest person on Instagram. And yes, I get it. Like Instagram is not reality and whatever, but you know what? He makes me happy so much that like, I talk to my friends and I'm like, oh, Michael is making me happy again. And they're like, I know. Did you see these stories? But anyway, He was just out in Disneyland this past weekend. So he did great coverage and he talks about his experience out there. And he said he felt that it was about 75% capacity, like compared to like pre-pandemic. So it's not empty by any means, um, but it's not, you know, super, super full either. But he had a fantastic time and I highly recommend going and checking out his stories. He usually puts up a highlight right after. So if you miss them, you will have missed them because we're recording them and then we will have a recording delay. So anywho, check out his highlights. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Correct. Uh, And Disneyland is opening a whole bunch of um, attractions uh, in the next couple of weeks too, because they did open, but not everything opened um, Teresa, you have a list of attractions that are coming, right? Yes. Um, so as you said, like they didn't open everything right away, which I think everyone should have expected because they are, were definitely California has been more cautious. So they're easing into everything. Um, but so since, since Disneyland did reopen, um, they did bring back the Explorer canoes. Tom Sawyer Island has reopened. Um, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters will, We'll have reopened around the time that this episode's coming out. Um, but then they also have the Storybook Land Canal Boats. The Matterhorn Bobsleds are coming back. Um, the Jungle Cruise will be coming back in mid-July. And I think that was an opening date they may have already had, but confirmed that's coming up in a few weeks. Um, and this isn't necessarily a, you know, an attraction reopening, but it's something I thought was really interesting. Is I saw some pictures from this past week that um, over at California Adventure, the citizens of Buena Vista Street were out um, kind of hanging out and interacting with people. And I thought that was really exciting um, to kind of get, you know, I feel like in Walt Disney World, we're still missing some of that entertainment element. Um, but so to me, it was really exciting, encouraging to see that, you know, citizens of Buena Vista Street, which is similar to Hollywood Studios, citizens of Hollywood, um, kind of out there interacting with guests. It looked like they were on a, a platform kind of set away from them. So you couldn't, you know, not not the typical interactions you would expect. Uh, but I just thought that was, you know, a really nice touch, given that Disneyland entertainment generally is just a little more exciting <laughs> than at Walt Disney World in Florida. So for them to have kind of be integrating that again, I think is really exciting. I agree, because um, as I keep watching everybody's stories over at Disneyland, obviously I'm obsessed because of my trip um, and because of who I am. But as I keep watching, I'm like, they have so many more interactions with characters, like in that selfie kind of way. So you're still six feet away, but you're able to snag them way more than we have here. And I'm like, I'm one, I'm like super pumped to go and just see all the characters that they have out and like, are we going to get that here? Like what's going on? I don't really know, but um, I'm, I'm really excited. Well, and speaking of characters, they had out uh, Patty. Did you see who was meeting an Avengers campus and what they were wearing? Yes. 
Yes, we got Variant Loki, and they also had TVA uh, Prisoner Loki uh, for like one week, and then they swapped over to Variant Loki now, which is from the Loki series. I am so curious if they're going to keep this going, um, because we know from some of the still shot pictures, like there's a President Loki for President. Will we get that Loki to meet? How exciting would that be? And then also, how long is he going to stick around? Because I know Jane's going in July. I have a tentative trip planned for August. So I am hoping, (laughs) my fingers are crossed, that Loki will still be in these meet and greets uh, because I would really like to see him. So I get there um, the day that the finale uh, airs. So I'm hoping I should at least keep Loki over the weekend. (laughs) And I think that's going to be something really interesting to keep an eye on, especially with all of the all of the Marvel series that have been announced for Disney Plus. Uh, and it's you know I think it's something that they kind of alluded to that with with so much Marvel content coming out and having this land dedicated to that. I think they even called it like the Marvel theme park universe. You know, there's there's a lot of interesting things they can do with kind of incorporating what is happening on these series that maybe you know, not something that they want to have permanently in that area, but they can kind of toss elements of it in. So I just think, I think that's fascinating that they have this opportunity to do that and they're actually taking it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it's great. I think, um, I think that it kind of is put, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I feel like it's kind of putting a little bit of heat on Galaxy's Edge in terms of, like I saw Oga's reopened this week and they had stormtroopers going in there and doing a little bit um, inside Oga's that I thought was really cool. I'd never seen that before. And I'm like, if, if we can start, you know, showing Disney or, or Disney understands how much we love that level of interaction that we're getting there, then like we need to go write a story where we can like, rewrite but two <laughs> well say so, so my hunch with this is i don't think this is like coming out of disney entertainment's budget i think this is coming out of marvel's marketing budget so i think it's that's kind of the difference is that it's is who is funding these things like and it makes sense that marvel with having all these series and having all the stuff actively coming out right now that they would be putting money into kind of you know, like I said, it's just additional marketing for them to get people interested in these in these series. Um, and Star Wars, not that it doesn't need it, but I think I I understand if it's not happening there. I don't think it's a, a Disney decision. I think it's a who who has decided this is the marketing plan they want to have. And it, with the way that Marvel does things, absolutely makes sense if that's the situation surrounding this. That's right. That's why that's why we love Kevin Feige. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, so we talked about Disneyland attractions. Um, Walt Disney World, I haven't seen any like attractions that weren't previously open that are coming back, but there is some attraction news. Um, the biggest one that I've seen people excited about is that pre-shows are returning. So I've seen uh, people excited that, you know, the Haunted Mansion, Dinosaur, Runaway Railway, and then Test Track, which is not quite a pre-show, but like the design studio and the stuff at the end where you can kind of create the cars and do interactive things. Um, they have all started kind of resuming those operations in in Walt Disney World. And then uh, I think it was just Smuggler's Run, their single rider line has mm-hmm. reopened. But I, I did check the website and where previously in terms of like, you know, pandemic operation changes, they used to have like that single rider, you know, that was temporarily suspended. That has been removed from the website. So even though it's only Smuggler's Run at the moment that has single rider line, uh, Disney is no longer saying that that's something that they're pausing. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that returning elsewhere. Yeah, we're not big on single rider here in Florida. I think it's just um, Smuggler's Run, I think Test Track and Everest. Rock and, roll, I think rock and Roller Coaster also has it. Okay, and Rock and Roll, yeah. I feel like California has so many more options for single riders, but um, but yeah, whatever. We'll take it back. It's fine. We love, we love a good single rider. One of the other things I don't know that we mentioned maybe on another one is like Beauty and the Beast show is being 
brought back. Um, so a lot of that entertainment, I think they're working on getting some of that entertainment in, obviously not all at once, but we should start seeing some shows come back and stuff, which I'm really excited about that. I'm hoping we get to see like Fantasmic soon and maybe some parades. If a lot of this sounds like, you know, Disney's back to normal. Um, I think that's kind of where we're working towards or that's what they're doing. And I expected this to take longer um, in the sense that through this whole pandemic situation, Disney was being very careful and very slow and meticulous and kind of pacing itself with certain things. And since um, what I gosh, it's only been maybe 10 days ago, they made the announcement, they made the decision that masks are no longer needed for vaccinated uh, guests and uh, outdoor um, uh, em- employees. So the cast members who are vaccinated and work outdoors don't need masks anymore. And um, all guests that have been vaccinated don't need masks um, except for when you're on transportation. And that when they made that news um, official, you also saw soon after that things like the, um, the, you know, keep six feet apart tape that was on the ground that's being pulled up, ripped up, pulled away. It's gone. Um, There's no longer, uh, you know, any question, it, they basically said, you need to social distance on your own. Like, we just expect you to handle that yourself now. Um, so there's no requirements for that. In fact, uh, you will hear Disney folks saying, you know, please fill in all available space. Like, that's what they're saying again. Nature which, is healing. <laughs> no, it makes me cringe because it was gross in the first place. Even before a pandemic, I didn't want to fill in all the available space. I like my little bubble of, of space around me. So I don't love this aspect like that's the one thing why couldn't we keep one good thing from the pandemic and that was that we had a different sense of uh personal space and that's gone it's i mean you see the pictures it's it's gone um so um i bought this giant hat uh you can leave this in (laughs) i bought this giant straw hat because um only now have i become obsessed with my fragile skin and that it can't get any sunlight mostly because I was I was worried that after I had stayed in the house for almost a year going back outside like my my skin wouldn't know like how to react so I bought this giant hat and I think I'm just going to keep wearing it to the park because it really gives you a nice bubble around you because it's ginormous (laughs) like I can fit like four people under this hat Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. You guys watch out for Jane and her giant hat. Um, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my, my, that's my number one complaint is people. I plea to you when you go to the parks, like still let's pretend, <laughs> let's pretend we still need to stay apart from each other. There's just no need to like be all up in people's businesses. I, I don't get it. Why we are, why we're, why we are the way we are. I don't, I'm not a fan of it. Um, my other issue, and I put this on Twitter, and I'm not speaking for the rest of my podcast um, hosts. This is Patty's issue. I feel great disappointment, not just in Disney. It goes to Universal. It goes to Hershey Park. It goes to all of the theme parks that are doing this. Um, these are family-focused theme parks. These are theme parks that specifically target and market to children, young children, and the family experience. And I feel that by taking away this mask mandate um, and saying, basically, when you're indoors, we're just going to trust you that you're vaccinated, which we all know is a bunch of BS, like the non-vaxxers and the non-maskers were only wearing the masks because there was a mandate, not because they knew it was the right thing to do. Um, I really have, it, it bothers me that... They are a company that is making money off of children and families, and yet they're not doing anything to try to protect um, those vulnerable folks who cannot get a vaccine. Like, I'm totally okay with personal choice. Like, if you are old enough to get your vaccine and you choose not to, or you're a kid and your parents choose not to get you vaccinated, cool, 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 cool. Like, I'm not fighting with you on that. Um what I have a problem with is like the little kids, the kids that don't have an option and Disney's making money off of you, but they're not also, they're not doing anything to try to protect you. And that bothers me. Um, 
So that was kind of my heartburn when this news came out. I don't love it, um, but that is the way it is. And it's that way at Disney World and Disneyland at this point as well. So as long as you are vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask except for on transportation. If you are not vaccinated, they're still expecting you to wear your mask. And that includes your children, children under the age of 12, every child under the age of 12, between 12 and two should be wearing a mask indoors at Disneyland and Disney World. Do with that saying, what you will. Yeah, we're saying should be, but it's not, like I said, it's it's an honor system. So nobody's going to go up to you mm-hmm. and be like, are you vaccinated? Like that's not happening. And I, I, I am in full agreement with you, Patty, that it is frustrating that when there is a very well-known group who cannot get vaccinated, that... It's, you know, I I think it puts them and their families at a disadvantage more so because of how quickly they announced it and when it's happening. Because I know if I had, if I was a parent and I'd had a trip planned and, you know, been waiting forever to have this trip. And then the day before you go, they announced no masks anywhere. (laughs) I would have been, you know, really upset because you don't necessarily have the time. You have, you know, this is the time to kind of figure out what, what do you want to do at that point? All this being said, um, even if you are vaccinated and these changes make you very antsy, like you can still wear your mask if you want to. Like, I think no one's also, you know, they're not required, but it's also not saying like, oh, you shouldn't, you, you can't wear them anymore if you don't want to. So I think this is where, you know, everybody has to make the decision that's right for them and their family, whether it's what they do when they're in the parks or kind of how they're planning their vacations. Uh, but like I said, I, I agree with you that I wish they had given more time, more time before, mm-hmm. before saying this is the policy and this is when we're implementing it. And I wish, you know, I just wish that there was a way for making, like I said, I, I agree. I understand why nobody wants to be asked and why they're not. I understand what the difficulty in verifying it, given Absolutely. that we've seen difficulty with having people wear masks when it was required. Like, I, I understand why they're not doing it, but it, like I said, it's a frustrating situation. And I don't think that there's a good answer to it either, because we do kind of need to start moving forward forward not, Abs- not moving past the pandemic yeah 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 but absolutely i am all for that i totally agree with you on that and so i'm not saying wear your masks forever i'm saying right it's we should wear them around children until they are completely in the clear because they have their vaccination like i it just it just doesn't compute to me that the decision was made and as you pointed out it was made in like three days later it was implemented or something like that it was not um a month later or six weeks later or any time frame for any families to make a change that could have affected them what if you had gone to disney specifically because they were being you know strict on their protocols and that you knew it was safe for your children and whatnot and then the next day everyone's walking around without masks on (laughs) like that changes it changes things it changes things so not a fan of it personally but they didn't ask me how dare they (laughs) don't they know that's rule number one of making changes ask patty i mean hello um okay so along with with the fact that you are now getting to see a lot of maskless people and honestly you know i'm fully vaccinated if i'm going by myself i wouldn't wear a mask and i wouldn't have a problem with it so that's, again, that's not what my complaint is. It's just the fact that I felt like they left the children out and they target children, like they market to children. That's what I, that's what I have my issues with. Um, anyway, um, the pre-shows are coming back. We talked about that a little bit. And also plexiglass is being removed um, along with all those six feet, you know, stand here things. So, you know, it's, it's looking on the outside. It looks a lot like Disney of before. Um, We still don't have fast passes. There's that huge fight over, do we need them? Do we not need them? Do we want them back? Do we not want them back? We're not going to discuss that because it's a whole, it's a whole new thing. Maybe we make a whole pros and cons list and we have that discussion some other day. Um, But it doesn't sound like that's coming back just yet either. Um, What is coming back, though, is bookings at Animal Kingdom Lodge. They are finally reopening Jambo House and the the Animal Kingdom Lodge, the actual, the hotel portion. I know the DVC has been open this whole time, but now, you know, regular peeps are also going to be able to book there. And that is coming um, sometime in August. 
It's like August 28th or something. Okay. And I think we have a list of restaurants that are reopening. Again, all of this like felt like it just started once they made some decisions, they just kind of put the pedal to the metal in my opinion. And a lot of things are opening. And I said all along that as far as throwing it back to what we talked about originally with Run Disney, I always felt like Run Disney wasn't going to come back until the resort was full strength or as close to full strength as can be. And so the fact that all of these restaurants are coming back, um, the hotels are coming back online, it that's also leading me to believe that we are going to see races as soon as maybe wine and dine. Like it could happen. It it's I don't want to, you know, give you guys too much hope, but I do think something could happen for wine and dine. We'll just have to wait and see if Disney can pull it together in time because I'm sure on their end, they're like, whoa, whoa, things are going so fast. Now we can do this. Okay, let's try to figure this out. So they're probably trying to figure it out themselves. (laughs) But um, what's our list of restaurants, um, both Disneyland and Disney World that are coming back? All right. So over in Disneyland, the Wine Country Tutoria, the Lamplight Lounge Brunch, and Oga's Cantina are all um, coming back. And at Walt Disney World, we have Tusker House, the Boardwalk Ice Cream Shop, which previously was Ample Hills. Uh, Sebastian Bistro is reopening over at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. And I think this one, we had to, we had to save this for the end because... I think it's going to be a good conversation. Ohana is reopening. Uh, I think it's coming this week. And we now have to discuss all that went down with the announcement of Ohana reopening. All right, people, if you are not on Twitter, if you are not a member of Diz Twitter or a casual observer of Diz Twitter, you probably missed this whole ridiculous drama. And by ridiculous, I mean in a good, fun way. Um, Teresa, you're literally the only reason I'm on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa, as our Twitter expert, let's run down what happened with Noodlegate. (laughs) All right. So they announced Oana reopening. And we know that for me, that's a a take it or leave it. It's fine. Like, if you want to go, that's great. I'm not going to plan a trip around it. Uh, But so they announced that it was reopening and that they were changing it a little bit to more of like the family style, uh, just because, you know, obviously with certain operational changes, we've seen that a lot of places, if, you know, if it wasn't a traditional order your meal and you get your meal, they've been switching though the the other types of dining experiences to these family style ones. So they were announcing, here's here's the list, here's all the food that's going to be at this family style Ohana dinner. And there was something missing. And I will say I actually was disappointed that these were missing because if I'm going to Ohana, this was always one of my favorite parts. And it was the noodles. And people lost their minds. You know, I saw just so many tweets and there were blog posts and there were polls and everybody was like, why are you getting rid of these noodles? Yes, but can we all take a moment and just appreciate that? Like we joined forces to really fight the good fight for the noodles. (laughs) Yes. And And that's what matters. Like I said, it was, it was endless. And I think it even got like a trending topic on Twitter. And again, this is something that like only like Disney people care about this. Like this is a Twitter specific (laughs) issue. So for Diz Twitter, which is, I think, you know, it's not, it's a big ish community. If you're part of it, there's a lot of people, but it's not as massive as some of these other like online communities on Twitter, but for them to get it trending, that means literally everybody as part of Disney Twitter was talking about this and having opinions on these noodles being gone. So it, it felt like it was a long time that, you know, there was noodle gate and people being upset about these. Um, but a few days later, I think it was a TikTok video where they, you know, they were kind of doing a video of showing like, here's all the stuff coming to Ohana. And then they like pan over and then there's the noodles. Everybody, our, our national nightmare of no noodles at <laughs> Ohana. It, it ended before they even reopened. And, and it was just an interesting conversation after that about, the only other time I can really remember of there being like an outcry and Disney responding and bringing something back. I feel like it had to do with the citrus swirl um, and orange bird, like, you know, orange bird had a big, big fandom um, and they eventually did bring the citrus swirl back. And I'm like, it's, it's just so funny to me that people, people complain about Disney's choices a lot 
And usually it's just that. It's just people complaining about them. But like the noodles are the one that they listen to. I don't know. It's The whole thing is just hilarious. You just, I, I can't decide whether, were they really trying to take them away? Like if I were them, I would be like, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring it back and tell people we're going to take the noodles away, but we're really not. And in like five days, we'll tell them it was a big, big old joke and they're back, but let's see if they go nuts. But I also feel like this is why Disney won't hire me. (laughs) What makes, what makes me laugh too, like I said, the noodles, I love them. So I'm very glad like if they had gotten rid of them totally, I'm like, okay, there's no reason for me to go. (laughs) But what makes me laugh even harder is nobody complained about the shrimp. The shrimp they used to be like, you know, it was like on the skewer and they would put, you know, give you the the shrimp with the shell and that's what you would get. And they are now putting it into some kind of casserole and nobody else seems to be commenting on the fact that the only reason you would take shrimp and no longer give it to people like on its own and stick it into a casserole is because they are cheapening out on the quality of that shrimp and they're hoping you won't notice by doing it this way. Like that's the one. Nobody's upset about that. (laughs) But I mean, I'm allergic, so no, right. I'm not upset about that. <laughs> In fact, I didn't even notice that on the menu because I have no idea. Well, uh, here's my thing. Noodles. I love shrimp. Like the shrimp is actually one of my favorite parts of it. I don't care about the noodles. Noodles, I honestly, I didn't care about. Uh, if they had come for How the bread, are we friends. I know. If they had come for the bread pudding, there would have been riots. But yeah, absolutely. Um, don't care about that. Yeah. Uh, what? Shush. Um, you know what? It's it's too sweet for me. That's that's my issue. It's way too sweet for me. Oh, I love it. But the noodles, I was just like whatever about. But I was intrigued by the new by the shrimp casserole because I could see how good that would be. But that was that was my thought. Teresa was you cheap. You guys are really taking my shrimp away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I caught that, except that I was intrigued by the casserole because I like casseroles. Okay, Um, but I didn't. I I did note. I did note that that was that was on my radar. But yeah, it was it was pretty amusing and it was pretty funny. And I couldn't tell if people were really, honestly, seriously mad about it or if it just kind of was like it went on a roll and, you know, everybody was riffing off each other and just having fun with it. I don't know what the answer is, but bottom line, they came together and they made change happen. (laughs) Um, However, I would have to say like on just from Disney's point of view, they were probably like, those needles are so cheap. Why did what just throw them back on? Obviously this is the thing, like make them happy, like give them back their noodles. I just, I don't know how you could like be a part of the restaurant, the Ohana team, the Polynesian, the whoever makes that decision and not know that the noodles are a thing. Like that bothers me so much. Well, girl, it's the same thing. Like when Rin Disney took away characters at that Tinkerbell race, Uh, how did you guys not know that that was not going to be a problem, right? Sometimes decisions are made by people who don't get us. (laughs) Who just don't get it. Um, Which does support the the theory that Disney knew what they were doing. And this is their way of like getting some goodwill back. Being like, we're going to pretend to get rid of these noodles. We know that, you know, it's easy enough to bring it back. So they'll be giving them way too much credit. I don't think they have time for that kind of thinking. I don't think they're playing those games. I think they literally made this decision like, let's revamp the menu. It's about time. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do this. Let's do that. Ooh, let's do this shrimp thing because we're going to solve two problems with one stone by giving you cheaper shrimp, putting it in this casserole, and then you don't need that extra carb. You don't need those noodles. So just get rid of the noodles. Yeah, this is great. This is part. They'll love it. And then, of course, not so much. The only reason that I think that they could have been toying is literally because of the TikTok. That's it. Because I feel like whoever is now like doing the TikToks knew that that was like a fun way to be like here. I feel like that person, whoever you are, who probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but should, I appreciate you. I see you. You are a genius. We should be friends. Which <laughs> does make me a little mad, though, because it wasn't Disney TikTok that got that you know orchestrated nope. this movement. It was like, Twitter. Wh- why mm-hmm. giving that? Why give that announcement to TikTok? Which I know it's because they want people over. Like, yeah, you know, I think that's the most engaged social media they have right now. If I'm being honest, is their their TikTok, and they are clearly trying to to move 
move their social media engagement over there, which I get. But poor Disney Twitter TikTok man, like was nobody, not the ones who did this. Yeah, it's right. Nobody pays attention to Twitter. Twitter's where like the OGs hang out, and we're still fighting the good fight over there. But mm, the brands are like, no, TikTok's better. All right, whatever. <laughs> TikTok is so great. Well, it is based on what you send me because you know I can't go in there. Uh, TikTok is too much of a time suck for me. I just can't do it. If I start it, I will never come out of it. And so I'm, I got to stick to my 280 characters or less on Twitter. And that's where, that's my happy place. Yeah, no, um, I am a, a big fan of the TikTok and I just will continue to send you all the great, wonderful <laughs> Please do. little gems that I get there. But I will say of all the social media, I do find that the algorithm on TikTok is so precise. Like I am, it is outstanding that they managed to find exactly the same people at exactly the same time. Like, I can't tell you the number of times that my friends and I are all like, oh my God, did you see this TikTok? And it's like, I literally was just watching that, like all at the same time. Yeah. So there's something about their algorithm that I'm like, I am intrigued. (laughs) They got it dialed in, huh? That's right. All right. Well, I think that's all the current news uh, that we had to cover. Anything else, ladies, that I've left off? I think that's it. But um, I'm sure that something will come out between now and the time this episode airs. I'm sure there'll be big news. So everybody stay tuned. Um, You can come join us in our Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney on Facebook. We uh, talk about the news when it's happening. Uh, We talk about it over there. So feel free to come join that conversation. Or you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. Bye, y'all. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas.